The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a terrific Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. We've got a lot to talk about Mm, over this past week in Cowboys Nation, and we're going to do so over the next 45 minutes. Alongside Isaiah Stanback, we've got Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Patrick No C. Walker makes his triumphant return. (laughs) You rested up? You ready to go for the rest of the offseason? You know what? I feel fantastic. Um, you know, Eagles lost. <laughs> you know, so I, I just I feel, feel like so long ago. mad. It does, man. Only it wasn't. It, I know. It wasn't. Two weeks, right? I'm still reveling. I'm still basking in the glow <laughs> of the bitter rival falling to the Kansas City Chiefs in the fashion in which they did because I was told you know, over the course of this past season and seasons past, I was told by a certain fan base mm. not to blame the refs because that's making excuses. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, and yet, fast forward to Super Ooh. Bowl 57 and, you know, the outcome of that and what happened. And, you know, what's funny to me, though, fellas, is, I mean, uh, credit to James Bradbury. Uh, that guy stood up and, and basically said, he admitted it. He's like, I held him. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I was hoping I'd get away with it. And I didn't. And even with that admission being public and out there, you know, the the complainers are still, oh, uh, shut up and take your L. Mm. Shut up and take your L. Now, what are you to say? For nothing, huh? I I just want to get him going a little bit, Isaiah. I'm going. So pardon me. Come on, Isaiah. Yeah. Uh, Hi. What do you say to those that are saying that that Cowboys, I mean, the Eagles just live rent-free in the Cowboys' head. They're mm-hmm. celebrating this loss. They're doing all that. What say you to those people? That's a turnabout is fair play. Mm. That's what I say. I say hashtag okay. keep that energy. Okay. <laughs> I say this is also the Super Bowl, and there was literally no other football contest going on that weekend or that day. So it's not as if uh, fans of other teams, be it the Cowboys, the Giants, or any other of the other 30 teams, yeah. were – doing anything other than tuned into this particular game. So, of mm. course, this isn't rent-free. Yeah. Everybody was watching because it's the Super Bowl. And you wanted everybody to watch if you're an Eagles fan because you thought you'd be able to rub it all in everybody's face, particularly Cowboys fans, and say, ah, ha, 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 14, 3, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> And guess what? For nothing, for nothing, at the end of the day, you're sitting with the same amount of hardware from the 2022 season that the Dallas Cowboys are, that the Giants are, that the Commanders are, that the other teams are. So kudos also to the Kansas City Chiefs because while I'm sitting here having my fun railing against those bums in Philly, um, and I and I did say they'd be exposed when they played a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. I did. Yeah, there we go. Um, roses to Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes and just how that team was coached in the Super Bowl. Um, the biggest thing for me is, is two plays that were my biggest takeaways. One, uh, when Bradbury got away with the obvious holding on Juju in the first half to come back and go with that same play in the fourth quarter, hoping that the ref would see it. Patrick targeted him, pointed it out. That was just 
football IQ. Um, the the slide at the two yard line to make sure you don't score early. That's coaching. That's just fantastic coaching. So little things like that is what separates the Kansas City Chiefs from even the Dallas Cowboys. So for those that are saying, well, what's the difference between the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Cowboys? How far do the Cowboys have to go to get to that level? Not far at all. They're close. They just need consistency and execution. Tighten up some things uh, as far as how they run both sides of the ball, and they'll get there. But uh, that's for 2023. Uh, For now, I feel magnificent, fantastic, (laughs) and glorious because the Philadelphia Eagles – Went 14 and three for nothing. <laughs> Puffing his chest out a little bit. I love it, Isaiah. How are you today? I'm good, man. How y'all doing? Are you that good? I'm I'm fine. I mean, it, it does. It honestly didn't matter. If it's not Dallas or Seattle, I don't freaking care. Seattle's hometown. Dallas's squad. Obviously, I ref. You know, I took a chance you, on I me. Gotta give you the crap though. Oh, I mean, they had a chance. That's all. I mean, ultimately, we, that's what you we, asked we, for. All right? three of us said yeah, it would be a close game. All, yeah. all you ask for every year is that you have a chance to win a ring. Yeah. That's, and they had the best chance out of any other team aside from Kansas City in this league to win a ring. Yes, and that's did. what that's what you put your, yourself in position for. So, I mean, I, it is what it is. They didn't they didn't get the dub. So, but but you would like to be in the position that they were in. Oh, you would love. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 your goal. So, I mean, that's obviously Dallas's goal every year. That's every organization's mm-hmm. goal. Um, to get there is something else. Is something else to put, put it on the, put it on the wall and the board and say that's a goal. And then they execute. You know what they did in terms of their front office and all those things that that, that helped them get to that point. It didn't pay off in the end, but it helped them get to that point. They had a chance. It did. Right? And so I, and that, and that's, that. and that's all you asked for, right? That. What I would say is the same thing I was saying prior to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, November, December, when you saw the run that the Eagles were going on, set it on this program, set it offline to you guys and other colleagues. That being that this is a league that's so dominated by parity, you felt like because that was one of the more special seasons in the history of that franchise – that they really needed to capitalize on yeah, that of course. with a Super Bowl win. Correct. Not doing so, and then immediately, not only do you lose the Super Bowl, you lose it in the fashion in which you did, so now Super Bowl hangover comes into play. Yeah. We'll see if that's a thing. But We'll see if it's a thing for the Eagles, but it's been a thing for several teams, and we can go down the list, but we won't. Most um, teams don't make the yeah, playoffs the year don't. after. The Bengals did this year, and of course they, right. they won a game in the playoffs against the Bills, but that was out of the ordinary, at Correct. least in recent memory. It was an aberration. And then on the heels of that, you lose both your OC and your DC. I know Eagles fans are like, "Oh, we're glad Gannon is gone." Yeah, you wouldn't, you weren't saying that before the Super Bowl, so cut it. So you lose your OC, lose your DC. So you got some continuity issues there on the heels of uh, what might be a Super Bowl hangover. So for clarity, for those that were saying I was by pointing out parity exists and it might happen to the Eagles, I wasn't saying they'll go to a four-win team. That's no. not going to happen. They're going to be in contention for the NFC East again. Yeah. I'm saying they're not going to, and I'll say it right now with my chest on a Tuesday, they're not going 14-3 and three again next year. They're not going 15-2, and 16-1. and one. I see them now having to kind of reset at OC a little bit, reset at D.C., the amount of free agents they have. They have enough draft picks to reload. But I see them as, uh, let's say, a 10-win team. So if they're 10-7, and seven, I don't know that 10-7 and seven wins the East next year, which is a There's fun conversation a to wonder because now you got Eric B. and Washington. and you ain't got a quarterback. Yeah. 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 That, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. That's actually my third so, segment yeah, I, today. I, I see the Eagles still being a 10-win team, yeah. but I, I don't know that I, 10 regular, wins yeah, gets you the NFC East. Regular season don't do a doggone thing for me. It's all about them playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. But you don't As get there without be. the regular season. Huh? You don't get there without performing in the regular season. We slid don't. in the playoffs. We, <laughs> we slid but in the playoffs. But you still it got in, though. But you got it. That's what I'm saying. It you doesn't matter how in. you get in. It doesn't matter how you get in. That's what I'm saying. The regular season doesn't 
matter. Nine but is, also, like I'm saying, at the time, we Cowboys were 9 and 7. Went, Cowboys went 12 and 5, and yeah, right? So, again, I don't know that 10 wins gets it done in this, in this NFC this, East yeah, in this division, for 2023. Yeah. It's going to be a fun uh, next year because I think parity kind of puts a dent in the Eagles' armor. Cowboys presumably take a step forward. I hate to say it, but I, I you know, we see the Giants taking that step forward. Yep. I think they take another step forward. I think contention atop the NFC East is going to be white hot between the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, with the this Commanders was, like right there if they can get that quarterback. This was a year that almost all four teams went in. Yes. Yeah. I want to stop talking about this right now because I okay. want to talk about it later. All right, sounds good. I want to talk about it later. I just want to we, I want to do the, the, the state of the NFC East going into the offseason mm-hmm. in our third segment. So let's let's talk about it there. <laughs> Fair Skirt, enough, throw on the brakes. Let's talk Cowboys. Hello. Let's talk Cowboys. This is talking Cowboys. This is talking Cowboys. Today opens up a two-week window for teams to use the franchise tag or the transition tag on free agents (laughs) within the organization. Cowboys have used it five straight years. They used it on D-Law, D-Law, Dak, Dak, and Dalton Schultz. You almost pulled the Dylan, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. I needed one more. Demarcus, Demarcus, Dak, Dak, and Dalton. Yeah. So oh, five straight. There you go. There five, you go. five straight. There you go. Now going to be five D's and a TP's. Mm, that's going to be the, or it could be Donovan Wilson. Mm-mm. Or it could be Dalton Schultz again. Mm-mm. Or it could be Leighton Vander Esch. I wanted to outline the possibilities here for the Cowboys. Okay. Tony cool. Pollard is the most likely correct. 98% Point possible. Correct. Yeah, maybe even 98.6. There you go. Temperature type. <laughs> possibility it's going to be tony pollard that would get the franchise tag 10.1 million that's a number that's actually not too far off of his market value it would benefit both parties to get a long-term deal done so you can tag him he doesn't have to sign the tag he can wait a little bit longer and then sign that later dalton schultz it would be 13.1 a couple million more than what he got paid this past year which of course that felt like it was maybe a little overpay in that regard Leighton Vander Esch is another option as an unrestricted free agent. LVE would be owed 20.9, nearly 21 million. No, sir. That's probably not going to happen. I would. You remember that horse from Ren and Stimpy? Yeah. No, sir. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Donovan Wilson would be 14.5 million. I don't think that's happening either. So, out of the four options, the most likely of the two is probably Dalton Schultz, but by far. Far and away, mm-hmm. the number one option to be tagged is Tony Pollard. So I ask you gentlemen the question, would you do it, Patrick? I absolutely would. Why? I would. Um, for Tony Pollard, you, you see the breakout year that he had once fully unleashed. Uh, you don't know quite yet how the conversation is going to go with Ezekiel Elliott. You would like to believe that that will end amicably as far as maybe Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott will hopefully take a pay reduction in order to to keep Tony Pollard. I think that he would be. I've, you know, I've said this several times, and I'm still on that hill. Um, but Tony Pollard, I mean, after seeing what he did last year, you don't want him to hit the open market. He hits the open market, and those bags get really difficult to contend with from other teams as far as offers are concerned. So go ahead and, and like um, Isaiah said, tag, you're it. Freeze tag, mm-hmm. right? Tag, don't move. Got gotcha. you. <laughs> right, and then that'll buy you <laughs> until July 14th <laughs> yep. to negotiate a long-term deal potentially, something they weren't able to do with Dalton Schultz last year. Um, and kind of, you know, in the same breath of speaking of Dalton Schultz, $13 million, I just I don't see – and there's obvious value with Dalton Schultz, uh, especially you talk about the chemistry with Dak Prescott uh, and him being Dak Prescott's security blanket. But the leverage leans towards the organization when you look at who's waiting in the wings at tight end. 
you know, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot right there with him. Uh, and then, I mean, you have enough draft picks, nine, ten draft picks. You can go and get another tight end to develop along with Sean McEwen, who you also like. So, I mean, you're you're set for the most part at tight end to the point where you can look at Dalton Schultz, make him a respectable offer, and then if he feels like he can make more elsewhere and he likely will be able to make more elsewhere, then, you know, you move on from that. But Tony Pollard, it, it's hands down. I mean, I'm 100 percent there. I'm not even 98.6. I'm I'm right there. <laughs> Just go ahead and do it. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. TP is your most explosive player on offense. So if in, in time is your most valuable asset, um, everybody's most valuable mm-hmm. asset. So if time's your most valuable asset, this buys you time, yep. or it, it secures him at least. You know, saying so it makes it very difficult for him to to, to leave. And um, he's your most explosive player on offense. So that's a double victory for Dallas. Um, and they're in a position of power to, in order to make that happen. Um, only way in which that wouldn't happen is if he just decided to sit out, which is probably but, not, not of his with character. With the new so. CBA, that's yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it works. Time and opportunity. Yeah. Right now, he's valued right around, at least on the open market, and I'm kind of looking at a couple different websites to make this. I would say, on average, he's, his value is sitting like $8.5 million, okay. just because he's coming off of a 1,000-yard rushing season, mm-hmm. and he did so in 16 games. So it's not that extra game and, oh, the flub of the stat- statistics. He did so in 16 games. Some of those he wasn't fully healthy in. Right. And then, of course, you saw the impact that he had when he went down in the playoff game against San Francisco. But not only did he have a hundred a thousand yards rushing, he had nearly four hundred yards receiving. Right. He had forty receptions. Dual he threat. had three touchdowns through the air. His ability to stretch out the passing game, his ability to be a straight up head up rusher that we didn't know could be a number one, but now he is. I think yes, you tag him. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though, I still want a, a longer term deal done. When we're talking long term deals of running backs, we're not talking quarterback contracts yeah, with no. seven eight nine, nine years down years. the road you're talking three or four years for the most part yes. if you could tell me tony pollard's coming in for 7.5 over the next three or four years give all it to in. me all in give it to me because that's that's what a running back like you said time is of the essence especially at the running back position because you know how short the shelf life is for these high-end running backs to stay explosive and to remain game changers I think if you can get him on a longer-term deal, three or four years, you have him right around that $7, $8 million mark, you're winning on both sides of the coin because Tony Pollard fits in a place where he is welcome, where he fits in. He can be the featured guy. I don't know if he can necessarily do that anywhere in the NFL. He can certainly go places. But I don't know if he fits anywhere as good as he fits in Dallas. I think his party would like something like that as well. I, I agree, uh, particularly on the last portion of that comment. And it's something that I, I kind of pointed to over the course of last season as we kind of foreshadowed the coming free agency talks on Tony Pollard in that I don't doubt that Tony Pollard can be the feature back on on other teams. But when you look at how teams are starting to scheme at the running back position, they're more so looking for that one-two punch now. So Mm -hmm. if he leaves Dallas, who's to say that his next team, he won't end up as a tandem guy there as well. But now you're a tandem guy there who has to reestablish yourself uh, as you have already established yourself in Dallas. Because now you're in Dallas, and Dallas now understands what what you can do. So they're not going to put the leash back on you, so to speak, going forward. They're going to continue to let you cook. You go into a new situation who might already have at least one guy, and they're looking to tandem you with that guy, but that guy already has the rapport with the existing coaching regime. And you kind of have to you feel yourself out. So maybe it's a couple years of feeling that out. Maybe things – grass isn't always greener. 
on the other side of the fence, basically, is what I'm getting to. And many a player in the NFL have learned has learned that. And I'm a huge player advocate as far as go and get your bag, young young men. Go and get your bag because <laughs> this is generational wealth. You don't have many shots at this. And this is his first go at free agency. If the Cowboys don't franchise tag him, which I really believe they will and should, but hypothetically speaking, if they don't, and these other teams are really throwing, you know, several million dollars more on the table, you're hard-pressed to walk away from that. So by all means, take care of your family. But from a scheme standpoint, I don't know that it gets much better than where you are right now, especially when you look at Ezekiel Elliott. He'll soon turn 30. So -hmm. assume that he's still here. He'll soon turn 30. You will then be the feature back while still having several years left on your contract, depending on how long the long-term deal will be. So I think this is just – it's a perfect situation for him to remain in. I'm not speaking subjectively. I think if you look at the landscape, you can be a feature guy and the most electric guy here in this offense, or you can go and and try to prove that you're that somewhere else. And where else in the NFL? His value is going to be high because he's got low tread on the tires. Talk about somebody who's only played really one full year as a featured back in the Mm. NFL, but he has four years of being in an NFL offense and playing an impact and having significant snaps. I mean, he played 30% of the snaps in 2020, 30 again in 2021, 18 in his rookie year, and that exploded to 48. So Mm. he was just underneath the, the half amount of the snaps for this Cowboys offense last year. So where else in the NFL are you going to find four years of experience? And yet somebody who has had relatively low injury history, of course, we know what just happened in the playoff game, but relatively low injury history and something that you can maybe rely on for the next three or four years, a team will come after him. And he's, he's no off the field issues, no red flags. No. If, if Dallas wants to have a conversation, they're probably going to have to tag him. And it feels like that might eliminate leverage, Isaiah, but it shouldn't because Tony Pollard still wants to be here long term. He wants to to sign a contract long term because 13 million or excuse me 10 million 10.9 sounds right, sounds nice, but what about seven and a half over the next 3 or 4 years? It's going to be interesting to see how Dallas comes at this uh, just from the standpoint of their salary cap, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they I, I do believe that they hold him in high regard, and I think that he understands that. But ultimately, you can feel feel however you feel about me. You, you, the, whatever you write on that piece of paper is what's going to really show me how much you care about me. <laughs> that's true. And as a that's player, facts. yeah, and that's as a facts. player, I know, especially the Cowboys Nation, right? The, the fan base is strong, right? The strongest in the league. Yep. People are going to feel some type of way if he holds his ground and values himself and wants to get his bag. But the reality is, people, that you have a small opportunity as a player to have the upper hand. And you work your entire life to take care of yourself. You don't work your entire life to take care of an organization. Mm -hmm. So I respect whatever direction this goes going forward. And he deserves all the offers that are going to come at him. Obviously, everybody here hopes that he comes back to Dallas. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't pan out that way, I'm still going to hold him in the highest of regards because this Absolutely. is the only opportunity that you have to secure this deal. There will be no other time in your life, unless your name is The Rock, <laughs> to get bags like this going forward. Right? So Dwayne. people as, people just have some empathy, right? Have some empathy as this process continues to, to pan itself out because this is the greatest opportunity this young man has had in his entire life. Right. He would love to do it in Dallas, but Dallas better bring the right numbers. This is where – Business 
takes the forefront. Yep. It is a business. So, you know, you love these players, but like Isaiah said, like I said a moment ago, you have to understand the business aspect. And it's no different from when organizations sign a guy to a four-year deal and, and release him two years in, right? The business is the business. So flipping that coin around, um, when it comes time to pay the piper, and it always does, you know, make sure the offer is respectable, and then you negotiate from there. So, and I mean, and you, you have to know that Tony Pollard is held in very high regard, not only because he's the consummate professional off the field and he's the most explosive player on the field right now, um, but he's the guy the Cowboys drafted and developed. He's a homegrown guy. Mm -hmm. So that gives him at least some type of emotional leverage, I should say, yeah. in the eyes of the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys, as well as they draft, they really hate to see their homegrown guys leave. Um, so you might have to up the, the price a little bit to make sure that doesn't happen in this case. But I think, I think the, the, the nearly fail-safe way to prevent it is you, you tag him. And now you have until July 14th to kind of sort things out. Do not let Tony Pollard hit the open market and start taking offers uh, March 13th when legal tampering hits. Just don't do it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's going to be to most advantageous for Dallas to take advantage of this ASAP, make this happen ASAP, because more than ever, players are aware of their value. Oh, yeah. Yep. More than ever. Oh, yeah. Also, more than ever, players are aware of their value and how much regarded they are to organizations mm -hmm. and how replaceable they are and interchangeable. Mm -hmm. So with all that being on the table, if the number is not where you envision it to be and you know you have another number on the table, most of the time, well, how many more years I got left in my career? Four, mm -hmm. four or five mm -hmm. years? Okay, so the next four or five years, I can get as much money as I can or I can take less money and always be welcome back in the building. Like, that's not where the value is anymore. You know what I'm saying? So right. it, the game has changed. The game, the, the value used to be, oh, you know, you got the star. And, and all that stuff is real. It's true. You got the star on your helmet. You'll be respected forever. Everybody, the brand, all this stuff, the endorsements. Cool. Most people are going to say, oh, man, he could take less on salary because, you know, at Dallas you can get more endorsements. Okay, that's a separate entity. Right. Okay, don't, 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 count, my, don't count my money. Yeah, don't count my <laughs> money outside of football. So, people tried to say that was a Absolutely. A so I just want people to understand it's going to come down to the bread. Mm -hmm. It's going to come down to the bread. And if Dallas is not within one, one and a half million dollars per year of what other teams are offering, there's a, probably a good chance that outside the tag, mm -hmm. you're not going to get that guy back. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, this sport can end for any one of these <laughs> players in this league at any moment. That is not hyperbole. Mm -hmm. this, the, this is a year that, be that has seen another, another record year of torn ACLs, just as one example. You just never know what snap is your last snap. You could have another 10 years in the league, or you could have another 10 minutes in the league. There is no guarantee that Tony Pollard will see another free agency opportunity to get a payday like this one. So he has to make sure he handles it judiciously, and I'm sure that his agents will as well. Yep. So that when you're the Cowboys, you need to make sure that um, – that we keep saying the first offer, make it a respectable one, and then move, move upward from there. Yeah, move from there so that you guys can meet somewhere in the middle. But tag them to buy yourself some time. Buy some time. Duck, duck, goose. Let's make some. Mm. Let's duck, let's duck. play some tag. All right. Goose. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we could expect maybe some coaching finalizations Ooh. over the next couple hours. We'll tell you what to expect in that regard. And then, of course, like I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk a little NFC East at the tail end of the show. More Talking Cowboys coming your way in just a moment. When you build, you start with the foundation. 
and home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Glad you're with us. Isaiah Stanback, Patrick and O.C. Walker. I'm Kyle Yeomans. All right, guys, we uh, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. This is a... You know what else I mentioned, Kyle? What you mentioned? I need Black Rifle to send me a case because I am now addicted to their RTGs. Mm. They got you. RTDs. They got you. Ready to drinks. They yeah, got they got you. me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee guy at all. Yeah, no, you're not. You. At Like, at all. Yeah. I respect... I'm glad they're our, our sponsor. I'm not a coffee guy. But you the, once now. you brought in that RTD and I drank that, now there's a store next door to me that sells their drinks, and I go there and I buy it every day. Oh, the dealer is next door now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Easy exactly. access. Uh, By the way, I was watching, so, I mean, like anybody out the next door. <laughs> anybody that knows me is that, it, I, of course, I love the Cowboys, but outside of football, my number one fandom is racing. I love racing. I know. I thought about you yesterday. Formula One. That was crazy. Daytona 500, NASCAR. I grew up watching NASCAR. So I was sitting there, and I, I, I had a basketball game on Sunday. But after the basketball game was on, over, I turned on the Daytona 500, the Great American Race, number one race in NASCAR. Do not tell me the results. I had to. It's on oh, DVR because oh, I, I was okay. traveling. I won't. In. I won't so, tell okay. you. Of the 500. Don't, yeah, don't. Oh, was, do yeah, do not. Just nuts. watch the just last don't. half hour. No, I'm just going to watch <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. My car guy. There you go. Uh, I was watching, and there's a Black Rifle Coffee Company car. 
No lie. Really? Travis Pastrana, who, of course, you might re- recognize the name. He was an X Games star back in the day. He won a couple gold medals on dirt <laughs> oh bikes my. and whatnot. He races. He, he made basically joined a team just for this race and qualified. He was good enough to get in, and he finished in 11th. Like, he actually was almost top 10. He was in the top 10 right at the end, and then a big wow. crash happened. And You're all telling everything that guy had his black rifle before he got behind that one. Yeah, he did. Jeez. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. It really good-looking car. It was gray with, like, a black accent. had red numbers okay. with a black outline. We see you, black rifle. On it. It's we a good-looking car. Just thought I'd throw that out there. We but see I, you. I, I, I thought of you guys whenever I saw it on uh Well, after on Isaiah drinks his uh, RTD, that's him driving in to work yeah, every day. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, and his Ford F-150. <laughs> All right. Electric. Like I said a minute ago, Lightning. Cowboys could expect – their coaching staff to be finalized over the next couple of hours or so. You think hours? Uh, it'll be by this afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. Anything that we could maybe expect in that regard? Um, I'm more interested. I don't know as far as expectations goes because there's, there's been a couple curveballs here. Uh, yeah. Like you talk about, you know, Sheriff for, you know, Floyd, for example, that's an interesting one, but uh, I'm interested to see who the running backs coach is going to be. Um, and and for me, it's because I I think Skip Pete did a phenomenal job, um, and you know, outside of him also being a phenomenal human being and a leader of men, but you look at the production from Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard uh, with Skip Pete at the helm. That's that's a hard act to follow. So I'm really interested to see who they pencil in for that role. Uh, and then how they organized linebackers coach, you know, with uh, senior defensive assistant George Edwards uh, no longer being here. And I'm, I'm just interested to see where the chips may fall, more or less. But I'm, I'm kind of circled on the running backs coach. We're sitting here talking about Tony Pollard and how you should franchise, franchise tag him. Yeah, but the production also only goes as far as the coaching will allow as well. So these guys have talent. They know they're veterans. They know how to get it done. But at the same time, you know, scheme matters. So let's see who the RB's coach is. And that's kind of where I'm looking. So, what is there's been a lot of turnover in terms of the support staff this year as opposed to years past. And, and yes, you, you did change offensive coordinators. That is probably the number one thing, that first domino that needs to fall. But, I, Isaiah, when you look at the changes that happened, what kind of message does that send? Or does it send a message? It doesn't have to. But what does that send to – is it – the coaching staff is it to the, the players in the building who is receiving the message and what kind of message could that send i think everybody is picking it apart everybody's watching mm-hmm. and waiting on the next move we don't sitting here right for the most part we don't know all that went into those decisions right. mm-hmm. some of it might be finances some of it might be you know uh, lack of being on the same page it might be whatever there's a whole lot of reasons we're as to not, why you go different directions right we're not in those rooms we're not in those rooms right. they're not, not in our rooms, rooms. we, we have opinions just like everybody else has opinions right. and we speculate just like everybody else okay with education on the other I was about side to say it. we've got we have we have a little bit more insight pieces. than most yes but at the end of the day, we're still speculating and assuming, right? right? We're not the fly on the wall, exactly. Offices. Um, which flies don't even have you; they can't hear. Um, but it's interesting. But they can see. <laughs> they, can see. They, can they read lips. <laughs> they read lips. Dude, you're the insect fat guy. I he am. just pulled one out. He did. How about that? <laughs> you feel slighted? No, because I, I love it when others also know the science. <laughs> I, I don't want to hoard the science. the science. I love when others <laughs> also know the you're science. Like Elon, I'm with you. Though. Right, you sure. No, I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm not. That's hard stop. 
That's where you went wrong. See, we were right Yo, there. Mr. We were right there. And you had to veer off to the left. Ah. All right. Continue. All right, back on the path. Damn it. Um, I knowing, knowing that this that we're just giving our opinions, okay? Uh. Educated opinions. I don't know. It's going to be received differently from everybody, but I do know. Tesla, like the actual yeah. guy. No, 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 no. But I do know that everybody that is that is still on contract is sitting around and waiting on that move. What are they going to do? Hmm. Yeah. What direction are you going to go? Is, so, it be, is it going to be people that are connected to you and from your past? Is it going to be somebody else that's bringing in some different insight? Because you can't really the, move full forward, full gear forward until you know yeah. like who you're working with, what what are they bringing into yeah. the table? How do you have to? Acclimate? Are they going to be players, coaches? Yeah. Are they going to yeah. be hard? To, you know, old school cats like the old line brought in some old school. Right, so you, you kind of see the direction that's going. Right. That's right? a good point. That's you know, so so you can get some personality, some characteristic traits based upon what they've done in the past, yeah. where they've been, the success they've had. So you're sitting around and you're waiting. What type of vibe mm-hmm. are we going to be having in this locker room? So yeah. what you're saying is the message hasn't been sent yet, but mm-hmm. it's going to be. O-line knows. Okay. Yes. The, the, <laughs> We're filming being ousted. Is, yeah, that's the, the O-line knows. Message. The, the, <laughs> the only thing I, I'll just play devil's advocate here. I agree with you, by the way, but. If you wanted to say they're going, quote-unquote, old school, I mean, George Edwards and Skip Pete weren't new-era head coaches. coaches. That's what I'm saying. So do you think uh, we know those guys? We way? know those guys personally. We, we know the type of individuals they were. Unfortunately, they're no longer, no longer here. What reasoning? We don't know. But we do know, as everybody else, we're sitting back and we're watching. What type of individuals? What type of individual they? are they going to bring in to replace those individuals? Because we know who those individuals were. Who were they? That's what I'm asking. Oh, freaking hardtails. Okay. I mean, they, they kept it 100 with you. They kept it 100 with you yeah. all the time. I can speak more so to, to Skip Pete than I can for anybody else, but I know George Edwards was a real one too. Yeah. Right? Um, but Davis. But, yeah, Davis, he was a real one. Yeah. He kept it 100 with you. I'm, oh, when, yeah. I say, when I say a real one, I mean somebody who's not going to say something just because. Right. Or they're not going to go with the flow just because. Now, I'm not insinuating that that's what was taking place. I'm just speaking to their character as right. individuals based on my relationships that I have with them. The room These now. are people that say, "Hey, you stink, hey, bro, you you stink. You need to go change yourself." They're not gonna. They're not gonna say. <laughs> like they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like they go, "Hey, you gonna be, hey, bro, is that you?" Like he go, he gonna yeah, he gonna ask you straight up, yeah. and that's the type of individual you got. If you go out there as a running back and you had a soft block, he gonna call you out on it. Hey, bro, what the heck was, yeah, that? What was that? Yeah, hey, like you got to fix. Hey, let's go figure that out. Otherwise, you ain't gonna be in there. Yeah. He's gonna tell you straight up. He's not gonna try to make it sound good and pat you on the back and rub your back. Like, no, this is what it is. It's black and white. Can you get the job done or can you not? If you can't, I'll get somebody else to do it. Those were the type of individuals that were let go. Now, what type of individuals are going to come in the locker room? Yeah, and I mean, along with Arby's coach and we're singing Skip's praises and, and, you know, you have to be optimistic and and hope that the Cowboys can replace him with someone who's equal or or greater. Like I said, hard act to follow. But also quarterbacks coach. We, We hopped on that over the course of the back end of the season and then after the elimination from the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, we playfully half jest, I would say, half jest we mentioned John Kittner because we would love nothing more mm. than to see John Kittner return. Don't think it'll happen. But yeah. quarterbacks coach, I mean, you know, the issue with Dak Prescott's interceptions weren't present under John Kittner, but they emerged uh, under the what became the final year of Doug Nussmeyer. And now you need a quarterback's coach who can get in here and figure out what happened there with Dak Prescott and, and fix it. Um, and so along with running back's coach, I'm interested to see who gets the nod at quarterback's coach as well. Those two things, um, and speaking more openly, I'll say quarterback's coach even more so than running back's coach now that I really start to think about it. But those two positions, I mean, you, you need to make sure those yeah. are filled with, with high-quality guys who can come in. And, and I wouldn't 
you got some experimentation going on. Uh, some of these coaching hires will be made official, but you know, multiple reports put, let's say, Darian Thompson, for example. You look at what Darian Thompson might likely come in to coach. That's not the position he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So that's a little bit of a curveball, and it's an inexperienced <laughs> person coming in coaching a position that he didn't play. So I don't know that you take that kind of a, a risk at quarterbacks coach or running backs coach. I'm interested to see if they go more experienced mm-hmm. on, at those two in those two roles. It's going to be interesting to see what direction they go because either way, I think all of this happens and the arrows are pointing toward Mike McCarthy mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. this is a huge offseason for Mike McCarthy. We said it last year and he delivered. He came through. They, they played really well, won 12 games, went and won a playoff game. They didn't get to where they ultimately wanted to go, of course, but they still improved upon last year's final result. Can they do that again? That's the biggest thing for Mike McCarthy. It's a lot of freaking change, Kyle. It's a lot of change. It's a lot of change. And to make – this isn't like one or two guys. No. It was eight, am I correct? Yes. Eight guys. Eight or – It's roughly. Yeah. So you, you yeah. take – you say there's – I don't know how many guys are on the staff. You take eight guys – Say, yeah, no, you're not the right fit. You are making a, a one it's a, heck it's an overhaul. It's a freaking overhaul now. Yeah. So now it's like, okay, if those guys aren't the guys, who are? Mm-hmm. Who now it's not we're not talking about one position. Right. This is wasn't just like, okay, hey, Philbin, you did a great job, appreciate it, but we need to we need to change the right. the, the mindset and the attitude of the O line. Okay, we understand that. Cool. Right. Multiple. Multiple. Mm-hmm. Multiple. So now, okay, since those are not the guys, all right, now let's wait yeah, and see who, who you bring in. Guys. Who you got? Who, are, who are your guys? That's what I want to see. And what is different the about guys. them? Yeah. And right? if, if you're listening to this after Tuesday, because we're probably going to figure out over the next 24 hours, if you're listening <laughs> probably, to this. No, our luck, it'll be five minutes when we get off It might here. be, yeah. We're going to – so long on talking <laughs> Cowboys. Beamer's going to text us two minutes after. Yeah. Hey, guys, look what just happened. So it, it's going to happen soon. Use this as, all right, this is what to look for when they hire these guys. And then – We'll come back and talk about it on Tuesday, what they end up doing, because we're going to see a paper trail. We're going to see exactly what type of guys they bring in, Mm -hmm. just like we saw last year with draft picks and free agents. They wanted dogs. They wanted these these hard-nosed mentality players. And they're going to go out and get somebody just like that coaching staff-wise. Which position group coach are you looking looking forward to most? To see see who comes in. Mm. Which position group do you have? Mine your is twofold. I'm, I'm QB's coach and, and running. I'm probably running quarterback coach. coach. I'm quarterback coach. Yeah, I think that's yeah. running back is there too, but quarterback, quarterback. coach is yeah. the number one I'm thing. Fair with that. All right, taking our second break. When we come back, state of the NFC East. We're gonna give you a quick little outline of how the other three teams look going into the offseason. Eagles lost. Is this gonna be the best? Division in football for a second straight year, and maybe even tougher to win mm-hmm. next time around. When we come back on talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. 
Go online at blackriflecoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's blackriflecoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, final segment here on this offseason Tuesday. All right, guys, let's take a look at the NFC East. There is going to be change, much like the Cowboys have changed on their side of things. Philadelphia is rolling through it as well. They're starting to get older in a couple different areas. They're going to replace some guys. For the most part, the Philadelphia nucleus is back. You could say the same for New York, but not really because Saquon Barkley coming up into his contract year. You've got... Daniel Jones, who's coming up into his negotiation. It looks like Daniel Jones is going to get somewhere between 40 and 45 million a year. The market is the market. That's what it looks like. Somewhere between 40 and 45 million. Washington could go out and get a quarterback. They have some draft capital. They're in a good quarterback draft. Out of the three teams, Isaiah, who do you feel like is in the best scenario to make a bigger jump? So I'm not going to say who's the best team because that's probably going to be Philly. But who's in the best scenario to take the largest jump, that m- the most improvement out of the NFC East? Giants. Why is that? I just think that another a full offseason with their head, with their new head coach, you know, Brian Dayball. I think he's just a freaking dude. Um, defensive coordinator there is freaking solid as well, and I think they're going to have opportunity to go to free agency and go to the draft to get some more guys that fit what they do. I just think you know, the Giants organization is a good organization. That's just my opinion from the, from how they ran organizationally, um, and now they have somebody that can lead them at the coaching position again. So, um, somebody they, you definitely need to watch out for them. They're 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 growing. They're growing. And I think I think Dallas felt that this year when they yeah. played them. Yeah. yeah. I feel that, uh, and I said it earlier, the Giants will take another step. Yeah. Um, Cowboys hopefully will take another step. I think the Eagles take a step back. That doesn't mean they'll be trash. I think we would be doing backflips if the Cowboys took another step. I think because that means they're going to the conference title. But game. as far as who will take the biggest step, it's the commanders for me. Uh, and I don't know that I have that opinion if Eric Bieniemy doesn't there, yeah. join as their offensive coordinator. It's a huge addition. So, I mean, that's a whale of an addition. And he has the, some wide receiver weapons there. Talk about Scary Terry. and that, you know. So if Sam Howell and or if they choose to use some of their draft capital to go and get a quarterback, if they get that quarterback situation sorted out, they already have one of the most vicious defensive fronts in the league. That's fine. So you're fine on, on that side of the ball. Get that quarterback sorted out. You now have 
a multi-time Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator who, oh, by the way, you know, was helping Patrick Mahomes do Patrick Mahomes things. And I'm interested to so see what he does I think with, the commanders the take, of, of, each, of any of these teams taking a step forward, the commanders will take the biggest step forward, in my opinion. I think they contend for the NFC East crown. I think it's it's cyclically speaking, because that's how the NFL works, it's, <laughs> it's kind of time for it to be for them to be one of the ones pushing for the top seed in the NFCs. Yeah. It's kind of their time. So uh, I don't want it to be because the hell with them. But objectively speaking, I think they take the biggest step. Washington, it, they pick 16, 48, and 98 in the upcoming NFL draft. At 16, a lot of people, a lot of experts out there are mocking Anthony Richardson, Florida quarterback, mm -hmm. to them. He's a dual threat attack, strong body, strong build, good arm. I think – if, if he were to go to Washington, he'd be a perfect fit. Perfect fit to Washington at 16. Now, they could also go offensive line, try and pave the way for the running backs, like you mentioned. There's a, there's a lot of different options there. New York, on the other hand, they'll pick a little bit later since they did make a, a bit of a run in the playoffs. They pick 25th, and they'll probably go, what, defense, you would think? They need a linebacker. Yeah, they do. Something like that in that, that middle of that defense. So a couple different areas for those two to go. What do you think about Eric Bieniemy leaving the Super Bowl champs in Kansas City to take the same title with Washington? I think it's time for this conversation. Yeah, long story short, I think it's ridiculous that he had to make that step sideways, potentially yeah. backward, in order to make a step forward. Backwards. The league has seen what he can do, and uh, I get that there's an argument saying, well, He's not getting all the credit he deserves because he's tethered to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Um, but those who know, know yep. that Eric Bieniemy has been the maestro. It, perfect example, and I'll, I'll toss it back to you guys, perfect example being those two uh, touchdown plays, one to Sky Moore and the one previously to Kadarius Toney with the fake motion. That's Eric Bieniemy. You know where he got that from? He went back and saw that it worked against the Eagles. I think the Jaguars like did it against 15. the Eagles. Yeah. yeah. And he, it was Eric B who went to Andy Reid, showed him the film, and said, I want to put this in for the Super Bowl. And Andy Reid was like, absolutely, go ahead. Those two touchdowns are because of Eric Bieniemy. Do the Chiefs win that game without those two touchdowns? Nope. So I think it's just utterly ridiculous. But um, – and now it's a situation where I'm going to switch over to subjectively speaking. Subjectively speaking, as much as I, I wish the best for Eric Bieniemy, now he's on a team where it's just like, I, what do I say here? Like, I, I hope you do well, but I hope your team stinks. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? But from a personal aspect, I just I think it sucks that he has to move sideways and potentially backward to move forward. It's baffling. It really so, is. It's baffling, Isaiah. Yeah, it pisses me off. So I don't have a lot <laughs> to say about it. It's ridiculous. Um, he's He's now being placed in a, in a crappy situation. He wins the Super he's Bowl betting against on himself. the two he's coordinators. He's betting holistically on himself. On himself. It's, it's, against it's the two terrible. coordinators. The two coordinators that he defeated in the Super Bowl <laughs> Both have, 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 had, had head coaching jobs. It's, it's, it's hilarious. The it's next day. Not hilarious, but After hilarious. he defeated them. Uh, what, are we, what are we doing, people? What are we doing? Two Super Bowl rings later. But, yeah, okay. All right. Here we go. Heading into another week, and, of course, like we said, there's a lot of news that could drop in between now and then. We'll probably have coaches to talk about next week again, whether or not Tony Pollard is tagged. It may not happen by the time our next show happens, but at least heading into next I'm week. I'm convinced that, they, that everybody upstairs just waits for us to go off the air, and then they're like, all right, all right talking go. Cowboys is off. Go, go, all right. go. Uh, next week I'll be at the uh, I'll be at the NFL Combine. Hey. Patrick will also be we, at the Hey, NFL are you guys going to run 40s? Uh, oh, we, we're, listen, we're still supposed to get that. 
get that popping mm. from earlier this Ooh, season. Remember the challenge? Yeah. He didn't forget. I, I don't forget. Mm. I don't forget. They do. They normally set up a little turf thing and we're to still time supposed it. to line up at the at Radio you Row. Stretch, you too. stretch first. You too. We can make it. The guy, the guy that I'm going against is like on TV and stuff. Like he's. He's not worried about me. He's worried about pulling ropes and stuff. Who are you? No, I'm saying me versus you. Talking about? I'm saying me versus you. Oh, yeah. No, see, yeah. You want to come to Indy with us? Listen here. Hey, tell the boys to go ahead. Send your book. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be back. It's been a while. In a, I don't know what our plan is next week, but we're gonna do a show at some point. We'll figure it out. We get it. All right. See you next week on Talking Cowboys for Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback. And Patrick Nosey Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you at the NFL Combine next week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?